Fasten your seatbelts. It's time for the Anything Goes Hour with Stu Breyer. Got a gentleman here who's got a very interesting book, and it's a name that you may not recognize, but you'll know a lot about him when you read the book or after this interview. Aaron Dwight Stevens, the author, with Steve Coletti, is someone from Norwich as well. Vic Bush is with us. Hi, Vic. It's good to have you with us on the program today, and uh, I think it's remarkable that anybody who writes a book, is this your first book? This is our first book, <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's really something. And why did you choose the topic of uh, this gentleman, Aaron Dwight Stevens, who a lot of people are thinking, uh, who in the heck is that guy? Absolutely. Well, our uh, city historian, Dale Plummer, uh, was giving uh, talks and uh, classes about uh, Norwich history. And I went to one of them, and in this class he mentioned Aaron Dwight Stevens who was with John Brown at Harper's Ferry and I, I, I was a history major in college and so on so I knew that that was pretty important and I started doing research on Aaron Dwight Stevens just for the fun of it and uh, for about 10 years as I finished up uh, working at Electric Boat I, I kept going and getting information from all across the country and, uh, and I ended up with all of this information but uh, I didn't know what to do with it. And uh, a good friend of mine, Tommy Coletti, uh, who I knew from Electric Boat, um, he had written a couple books. And so I approached him to see if uh, he would be interested in writing a book with, about Aaron Dwight Stevens. And he did. And, and we got together. And uh, that was some of the one most wonderful times uh, we had. We, we, we both uh, enjoyed the heck out of that. And, and we came up with this book. Um, and I think it's a it's a very good book, and it sure tells a story about a, a man in Norwich that not a lot of people know about. So did he spend a lot of his youth in Norwich, or uh, what did that? He was born in uh, Lisbon, and uh, he was raised in Norwich. Um, unfortunately, his mother died when he was nine, but his father married uh, his mother's sister, and so his aunt became his mother. Um, which sounds kind of strange now, but I guess it was not uncommon back then. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, he, he did a lot of playing on the grounds there at, uh, on the Norristown Green. Uh, he lived just off the Norristown Green there, and uh, his father was the choir director at the church, uh, congregational church there on the green. And uh, the family went there, and... Uh, he he just uh, lived a normal life. Uh, he was bigger than uh, a lot, most, a lot of people, but uh, he he loved Norwich and uh, uh, and the family did too. And then came the uh, the wars and all that. And uh, he was yeah, did he have? I'm reading a little bit about him yep. ahead of time. He had a volatile personality. He did. He had a temper. And uh, it really kind of guided his life uh, for a couple things. But uh, he he decided that he wanted to go, uh, and he was going in the war against Mexico. Um, his family was not at all military at all, but uh, his grandfather and great grandfather they had fought in the Revolutionary War and so on, and there was swords and stuff over the fireplace and. And uh, Aaron Dwight Stevens kind of went that direction. But he 
went up. Uh, he was 16 years old, and he got on a train. He hit on the train, is what he did, and uh, went up to Boston. And he joined the Massachusetts regiment that was going off to fight in the war against Mexico. And this is when he was 16? He was 16 years old. Now, he wasn't supposed to be able to do that unless he was 18, but what he did is he took uh, two pieces of paper, wrote 18 on both of them, and put them under his shoe so that he would not be telling a lie. He was a religious man, <laughs> but he did not want to tell a lie, so he was over 18. Well, his shoe was over 18 anyway. <laughs> so when you did research for this uh, fella from Norwich, which... When you read about it, you're going to be surprised. How come we don't know about this guy? Um, what kind of research did you have to do to complete this book? Well, I'll tell you, um, I, I got information on Dwight Stevens all the way out to Stanford University, uh, Kansas, uh, all through the Washington, D.C. Uh, I got, I have file cabinets full of stuff, of information that I, that I got on Dwight. And uh, he, was, he was a big part of our history. Uh, let me just, can I just read one thing here that I... Yeah, why was he a big part of our history? Sure. Well, yes. Uh, Edwin C. Bears, who was chief historian for the National Park Service and perhaps the most important Civil War historian our country's ever known, said the following. It is my belief that the Brown Raid is the vital catalyst that leads to secession, the Civil War, and the liberation of more than four million black Americans. Now, the thing is, Aaron Dwight Stevens, if, if, that, if it was not for Aaron Dwight Stevens, that would not have happened at all. Um, he trained those men, um, and, and he was the, the one who, uh, he was like number one or two behind uh, John Brown in that group. Um, so Dwight Stevens was pretty important to our country. And it's certainly worthy of a book. Oh, certainly. <laughs> Well, he, he and all of Norwich. Norwich was very much against slavery, and uh, they voted for Lincoln twice. And uh, he learned he learned to hate slavery here in Norwich, and at his church, and uh, and from the from the city. Did we have much slavery in this area? I'm not aware that we had very much, uh, especially at that time. But uh, um, Norwich was a was a pretty pretty. Uh, good city as far as that goes. I don't think there was uh, any support for, for slavery in this area. Because once in a while you hear about houses that have this underground place where I guess they were coming to hide or whatever. Yeah, where, where you had underground railroad. Um, sure, there were plenty of places in Norwich. I don't. I know of a couple, but I, I'm sure there were even more. So Aaron Dwight Stevens, uh, the way we look at it, was a hero. Absolutely. And then not in the South, though. <laughs> but not in the South. So, obviously, things didn't go well after that. No. the Well, let me just go back a little bit, if, if you don't mind. Um, no, it's fine. He, he joined uh, and, and went down and fought in the war against Mexico. And uh, he came back, and he, he worked with his brother, who had a music uh, business in uh, Norwich. Um and he, he just kind of didn't do a lot. He didn't know what to do with himself. But uh, he, after quite a while, he decided that he was going to join the Dragoons. And, um, and so he did. He went to New York City, signed up there, and then 
he had training in Pennsylvania. He had more training in uh, St. Louis and uh, there, and then finally went out to uh, Fort Leavenworth, and uh, and then he finally ended up in Taos, New Mexico, uh, working in the in the dragoons, and he he just loved it. He was a uh, uh, he loved the military. He loved that kind of life. It was a hard life, but he was uh, very good at it, and uh, he he. he did very very well in the military. Dragoons. I'm not familiar with that word. Cavalry. Cal- okay, cavalry. I think cavalry. Uh, that's mm-hmm. probably more of a word. But uh, yeah, was, back then it was United States dragoons, and they they fought on on land and, and on their horses back and so on. They they were they were uh, quite formidable. So at this point, he appeared to be a true hero, and maybe would get a hero's welcome when he got home. Did he ever get home again? Never got home again. Never got home again. Huh? No. He uh, wrote some letters. His sister, he, he was closest to his sister uh, back home, and uh, they exchanged a few letters. But uh, he never made it back home after he left to go into the Dragoons. Um, he... Got his temper, which we we talked about a little bit before. He he kind of lost that a little bit sometimes when uh, when things didn't go the way he wanted them to. But he uh, there was an officer who um, he didn't care for. The man was a drunkard. Uh, but anyway, this was in Taos, and Aaron Dwight Stevens was a horse handler at this time. While several officers went into the nearest bar and a couple of other people, and uh, they stayed in there for a while, and they all came out drunk. And uh, and then they, I don't know how it happened, I don't know exactly what was said, but the the officer, uh, commanding officer, uh, said something about, I can take any man in this regiment easily or something, I don't know. And, and Dwight, uh, being <laughs> a little... Uh, on the edge, he said, "No, and uh, can't take me." And then he he was going to shoot the guy. <laughs> and and uh, the, the the Kit Carson, who was the sheriff at, at the time at house, uh, put Dwight under arrest and uh, in jail. And that was the end of his military. And he spent uh, the next couple of years in in prison. Um, he he had been a, a, a he had been. They said that he was he was going to be hanged uh, for the offense, but the president at the time and uh, went over the situation and said, you know, he doesn't deserve to be killed for this. And because he was recognized for all the good things. He did. Yes, and 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 the officer was was at least part in fault anyway, mm-hmm. and he he got uh, punished very bad too. But but Dwight was uh, sentenced to three years of hard labor in Fort Leavenworth. Um, which he did about half of it because he and another man uh, escaped from Fort Leavenworth. And we'll be uh, back to this adventure okay. after we take a little break. <laughs> Rick, Rick Bursch is with us. The book is called A Journey to the Gallows. It's all about a gentleman who lived in this area. Maybe you're even living right next to where he lived. Aaron Dwight Stevens. So we're going to find a little more about the book and tell you how to get this book, and we'll take a short break. Vic uh, Butch is with us, and uh, he wrote a book called A Journey to the Gallows, and Vic is, uh, lives in the Norwich area, as well as the fellow that he wrote about, Aaron Dwight Stevens. 
This has been kept a secret for a very long time, obviously, but not anymore. So, Aaron Dwight Stevens had to go to the gallows because you said he he escaped from jail. Yes, he did. He, uh, well, he 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 went. He escaped from Fort Leavenworth, and he. Uh, that was all out in Kansas. This was, this was this was a time of bloody Kansas, if you remember the of our American history, bloody Kansas. And, and uh, Aaron Dwight Stevens took his cousin's name, which was uh, <laughs> um, Wilford, and he joined with John Brown out in bloody Kansas. That's where they met. And they became fast friends, and they've never separated ever again. Um, the, uh, the the Bloody Kansas was a series of battles between the pro and the the, the people that wanted to get rid of slavery. And uh, both of them, John Brown and Aaron Dwight Stevens, um, made their made a big name for themselves when they were out there. Um, from that, John Brown got this idea about what he was going to do about about arming the slaves and so on um, and fighting back. And that all ended up uh, in, in later on uh, at Harper's Ferry, um, where a group of 21 men uh, held off hundreds of militia at the time until they finally just took over and... Uh, and the, and they a lot, a lot of the people uh, John Brown's group were, were killed, but uh, uh, several were captured, and all of them uh, were hanged, including Aaron Dwight Stevens. Hmm. So he must have been pretty young when that happened, too. Well, he was <laughs> he was hung on the day following his 29th birthday. One day after his 29th birthday, he was hung. So why do you suppose, Vic, that uh, some really important figure like uh, this fella, nobody knows about him in Norwich. I, I can't understand we that. hear about Ben Franklin <laughs> and all the others. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I, I don't understand it, and, and uh, I'm, I'm trying to fix that. Yeah, um, you're going to do that with this book. Well, Aaron Dwight Stevens was, was uh, uh, he loved Norwich, um, but he, he was kind of an individual. He, he, he was uh, kind of wanted to go off and do his thing. But he, he learned uh his uncles and, and aunts uh, uncles and uh grandparents were were in the military uh and fought for the country and that's where he kind of went into his his rest of his family was not like that his his brother had a music store in Norwich I think I said the father was of course a choir director which was a big job in Norwich and uh the family was very very peaceful and uh, but but Dwight ended up uh kind of going the other way so the family, do you know much about the family? And uh, they look at him as a black sheep of the family? No. Um, he he left when he went down to f- uh, fight in Mexico. He didn't tell anybody. He just, he just took off and, mm-hmm. and left. And he didn't tell anybody. He was close to his sister. And he always kept saying, well, I'm, I need to write a letter to my sister. But he just never did for the, the year and a half, two years that they were down there in Mexico. And then finally, the, the war in Mexico is over. Uh, he's coming home, and he didn't know what to do, whether, he, he, whether he'd be welcome home or not. And, uh, and, but he did. He, he 
got off the train station in Norwich, and he walked all the way to, <laughs> to uh, Yantic, and he didn't know what he was going to do, and finally he knocked on the door, and um, his mother almost fainted to see him, but uh, the family was very happy to see him. He was very happy to see them, and they all got together and, and forgive each other for whatever they forgive him, and, uh, and it, it was very nice, and, and he lived with his family for the next year or so. And then he took off again. And then he took off. He was different from his family. He, he should have worked at the music store. <laughs> he did. He liked the music. He was a very good musician. <coughs> he uh, could play the guitar, and he uh, he played, and he was a tremendous singer. Uh, so many people said he had such a wonderful voice. He loved to sing at the church there, on the, on the, the congregational church there in Norwich. He, he went there. That's where the father was a choir director, and he loved to sing there. He was a good singer. So one man... Who doesn't get enough credit was responsible for turning things around for the good guys. Absolutely. Um, the thing was that uh, at, at Harper's Ferry, um, there was only one person who had any military training whatsoever in, in that whole group that John Brown got together, and that was Aaron Dwight Stevens. It never would have happened at Harper's Ferry with, if, without Aaron Dwight Stevens, and he he trained those men, and the the twenty one men at Harper's Ferry held off hundreds of Virginia militia. That's amazing. For a long time. So, I mean, mm -hmm. he did a good job, but uh, um, they, they probably should have surrendered before they did, <laughs> but they didn't, and, uh, and they all paid with their lives. A journey to the gallows. Has any picture of him surfaced? Well, just, uh, just this here. Uh, you got a picture in your book? Oh, on the front cover. Front cover, that's Aaron Dwight Stevens. Oh my goodness! And he's uh, he's a handsome man. He was uh, he was about six foot tall, give or take an inch or two here and there. In those days, that was pretty tall. He was tall. Yeah. Uh, he people called him tall, and and, uh, and he was about the same size. Several artists who did drawings back then um, drew John Brown and Aaron Dwight Stevens together, and they were almost all the drawings had them about the same height. And, and Brown was about six foot six one, I guess. Tommy Coletti uh, worked on the book with you. Tell us a little bit about Tommy. Tommy and I worked at Electric Boat, and we knew each other from there. And mm -hmm. uh, I, I, I'll never forget, I, I had all this information that I collected over years from all over the country about, about Aaron Dwight Stevens and so on. And I didn't know what to do with that. But Tom, Tommy had written a book. As a matter of fact, he was writing his second book. And I, at EB, and, and uh, I, I went, saw him there, and I said, Tom, I, I got all this information. Do you think you might want to take a look at it and see if you could write a, write a book or help me write something or do something with this? And he said, sure. He said, uh, well, let's get together. I'll be finished another month or so with this. And okay, fine. So what I did is I got all the information together and kind of put it in kind of categories and so on, and I gave it to him, and he looked it over for a month or so, and... And, and he said, L let's write it. And so so we did. And we, we'd go to his house, Tom's house, and his uh, wife would make some cookies for us, and, we'd <laughs> and, we'd, and we would write in, uh, in his uh, computer room. Well, I have never heard of Aaron Dwight Stevens until now, and I'm glad I do now because it's yes, such sir. a fascinating story. I don't suppose there's been any other books about him? Or? No, I, I don't know of anything else but uh, uh, this one book. Um I, I just hope that 
I, I want people to, in Norwich to know about Aaron Dwight Stevens. Uh, he was very important, and what he learned and how he hated slavery and so on and so forth, he learned right here in Norwich, in the schools and the church and his family and so on. Um, so Norwich, this is something to be proud of. So, Vic, uh, there's a lot of historians in the area. We know that and interested in this. And where can one get your book? Um, I think you've got to get it on Amazon right now. Um, go to Amazon and uh, find the Journey to the Gallows. Just called A Journey to the Gallows by Vic Bush, B-U-T-S-C-H. Yep. And there's a big picture of uh, Aaron right on the, the cover, cover of the book. Was it hard to find that? Um, no, there's only there's only been about two pictures of Aaron Dwight Stevens, one with without the beard and one with the beard. The one with the beard, he at, Har- at Harper's Ferry, um, after they were getting beat up pretty good, Aaron Dwight Stevens had a flag of truce and got shot with it, and somebody from Virginia just shot him anyway, and they and then the shot got him in the chest and the throat area, and uh, he recovered and then they hanged him. But uh, you can see the, the beard there, and he, he drew the beard to cover up the where he had been shot. And so they saved his life so they could kill him? Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Okay. But that's a picture of him after he'd been shot and before he was hung. That's, that's what that picture is. Wow. Hey, thanks for bringing our attention to it. Um, absolutely. You know, I, I have such respect for people who start a book and finish it and do all the research <laughs> that you did. So what else are we going to find in the book? I think you gave us a good general outline, but I'm sure it gets into big in-depth things. Well, um, number one, I, I guess, is that it, I, I think it's a good adventure. Um, mm-hmm. I, it, it's, it's, you're going to learn some stuff about our history and, uh, and, and something about Norwich, uh, we had a we had a good thing going in Norwich. They were everybody, like I said, he voted for Lincoln. Everybody in Norwich, I mean, overwhelmingly voted for Lincoln. Uh, we were against slavery. It's uh, wonderful to hear. Yeah. Yes, Nor- Nor- Norwich was a good town, and, and it was the third largest at that time uh, in, in Connecticut, and uh, had a lot of business. And the people in Norwich worked together as businesses, so Norwich was a good place to be. And Lincoln was the one that pardoned him. Uh, a little no. bit. He still had to serve. Uh, which? Uh, oh, good question. I'm trying to remember the president that, that pardoned him. No, I, I, I don't remember right That's now. That's okay. That's okay. But, uh, it's, yeah, in the, the, it's in the book. Well, it is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the the president uh, was told that the the officers in, involved in this were not <laughs> not squeaky clean, and uh, and they found out, and so that at least he didn't get hanged, you know, uh, put to death. The other time, right. Yeah, for that. And, and I hope you get a big response to this, Vic. Well, I think thank it's you. A, a great book, and it's time that this gentleman gets some recognition. Especially in his hometown. His hometown. <laughs> a journey to the gallows. Vic Bush and uh, Tom Coletti wrote this book, and uh, I hope folks check it out. Thank you very much. Thanks for coming in. Thank Sounds you. Sounds great.